Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chaotic Queens, the podcast, aka your favorite podcast. I'm Mahalia, and with me as always is Queen Abia. There she is. And <laughs> <laughs> what a week we've had, Abia. Um, let's get into it. So what's something chaotic going on in your life? Well, let me tell you <laughs> this week. <laughs> I've been going through it this week. Well, because obviously since our lives revolve around school all the time, it's like all we do every waking moment, we have registration coming up and I don't have any classes to choose to choose to fulfill my major. And I'm trying to contact these people to get some help and no one is getting back to me. Will it be a graduate? Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) We will reveal live on the pod in May. Whether or not Abia has graduated. <laughs> and how about you, Mahalia? How's oh, your life? so many. Th- oh, like you said, registration is coming up. That's kind of crazy. Um, I just like within the last ten minutes uh, registered for a, a to make one of my classes pass fail <laughs> because I'm taking five classes and I'm overwhelmed, um, as we've established on this podcast. Um, so. On the advice of my advisor, um, I'm going to take one of them as pass-fail, but I typically, in typical Mahalia style, I have left it to about 20 minutes before the deadline, Uh, but I did it, so that's great. Um, Yeah, again, in typical Mahalia fashion, I left a project till essentially the last minute this week, Um, but we got that in, that's done, and in that same class today, he just canceled our final. By the way, I didn't tell you that. Wow. Yeah. God does like, have his favorites. God has his favorites, and today he has smiled <laughs> upon me. Um, yeah, my professor was like, you know what? You guys are stressed. Let's just, he's just going to, like, make other things weighted differently to make up for it, but yeah. Wow, we need that energy we do. on all professors. Please. I feel like in, was the first Harry Potter movie, or the second one, where he, where Dumbledore at the end is like all exams have been canceled. That's how I feel, except it's just one. But still, <laughs> the vibes are there. Um, all right, shall we get into it? We shall. So on the last uh, podcast episode, we did the election special, and now we're officially done with that whole stress because we have a winner, <gasps> a president elect. Drum roll, please. <laughs> who is it <laughs> it's joe biden and kamala 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 i'm so sorry <laughs> but yes we're very excited yes because we did endorse them we did it, i you know what i will say i think it's our endorsement <laughs> I think we, we did. really You're welcome. spoke to the people. You're welcome, America. <laughs> I will the world. say, my vote did save America. Our vote that's, did save America. That's true. That's so, true. That's history. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, from some of the bluest states, if not for me, the bluest state, Massachusetts, we really did swing this election. You're welcome. We endorsed the winning candidate. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, we got the news literally the day after we recorded the last podcast. Yeah. So what a whirlwind. And Nevada, of course, coming right at the very second behind Pennsylvania. Yeah. After well, Pennsylvania had essentially called the race. <laughs> yeah. Nevada was like, here, have some more electoral votes <laughs> on top of that. Because um, <laughs> everyone was waiting for Nevada. And then Pennsylvania was like, we're done. Yeah. yeah Pennsylvania <laughs> came from behind. Yeah. In the, in the expectations there. But then, I mean, Arizona was just called yesterday. We're still waiting on an official call in Georgia and in North Carolina. Um, Alaska was called. Ala- we did forget about Alaska. But you know what? Who hasn't forgotten about Alaska? <laughs> I don't know who, who even lives there. Sorry to and all I, of our apparently... Alaska listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So following those news, um, Johnny Depp posted on his Instagram, which I didn't even know he had an Instagram, but (laughs) he posted, (laughs) he posted a letter that got people's attention and which was that Warner Bros had asked him to resign from his, from his role as Grindelwald in the, um, the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Um, And this was because his, lawsuit that he was having against the sun i believe which is a which is a what's it called it's um british tabloid yeah a tabloid um yeah he lost it and that was like one of the big ones where you know um about amber heard abusing him yes yeah so he lost that case and he's still going to fight it but he was asked to resign and that was some big news. Yeah, yeah. The, so this the Sun had said had published a piece, um, you know, claiming that or or furthering Amber Heard's claims that Johnny Depp um, abused her, and he said mm-hmm. no, and um, he took them to court over it. Um, the Sun, known for being trash and. <clears throat> just saying they just print things you know they just they they don't fact check um it's uh, i mean something well yeah, something you said that we were talking about that i think confused you and i think it confuses me too a little bit is because you you were saying it's a case against the tabloid printing mm-hmm. these stories that are false and not necessarily about the specifics of the story Um, So that's something that's interesting, too, because I don't know a lot about the case, but a lot of people are interpreting it to be about the case of Amber Heard abusing him rather than the son printing tabloids that have false accusations. Are you saying his lawsuit is more about that or him losing his role? Yeah, because something that, well, that's what, no, 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 about the lawsuit. Okay. Because that's something that you brought up a while ago that you were unsure about, and now I'm kind of unsure about that too. It, it is very complicated. There's a lot. It is. It is complicated, and like a lot yeah. of things that I'm seeing on the TL um, <laughs> <laughs> on my Twitter timeline <laughs> is that um, people are, you know, saying it's unfair because, you know, there it's. It's there's like evidence that Amber Heard was lying. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
should we lay out the time i mean the bit of the timeline maybe like yeah you know because it's so it's so confusing it's so confusing i mean because like so amber heard claimed oh gosh was it 2016 2015 it was a while ago um yeah she claimed that that Johnny Depp was abusing her. They were they were together, and she produced um, you know evidence of black eyes and um, other injuries. Um, Johnny Depp claimed it was fake. This was kind of in the midst of the Me Too movement, I believe, or like just before it, and so people believed Amber Heard. Um, and then Johnny Depp came forward and said, "No, she's actually lying, and actually it was her abusing him." Um, and so amidst all that, the Sun was publishing these papers saying, and profiting off them saying, you know, Amber Heard, or or Johnny Depp beats Amber Heard. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's what he took them to court over for libel. Um, and then he's now lost his job as Grindelwald, and she's still employed for DC, um, as whatever character she, she is in, I believe, Aquaman? Um, I'm not a big follower of her career, but <laughs> it's just, it's a lot. It's murky. It is a lot. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't really, I think it just doesn't seem fair because he is losing a lot of his reputation and his career yeah. essentially while she's not at the same time. So and I think that was, that was the, the goal of the libel suit was to say that he's losing his reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he sh- that the son should be held responsible for that, but among I think it was also a, a, the the conglomerate that owns the son was was being sued, and there's other um publications under that umbrella um, yeah, trash <laughs> another court case that um was brought up on the t l recently as well was Britney Spears um and her case with her father you know, owning her estate and essentially her career. And she's been, you know, in this lawsuit for a while, I believe, um, for I think 16 years, 12 years, since, something I like that. I think since her breakdown in 2007. Yes, yeah, since 2007, her her dad has essentially controlled her career and her life. And they just got, they just came up with this solution that he would still control her um, estate, but they added a co-conservator. So now there's two people controlling her career and her estate. And so, yeah, anything you have to add on to that, Mahalia? Because I don't, I don't, I haven't followed it for a while, but I just, I think it's really sad and unfortunate for her because she is, she's doing well. Like she's not in that position that she was in 2007. Everyone can see that. It's just heartbreaking. I think definitely like what you just said, like she's demonstrated that she's a good caring mother. Um, she has a solid career, um, successful, solid career. Uh, she can provide for them. And there's mm-hmm. been a movement for years on the internet to called free Britney and people, you know, petitioning um, the courts involved. And uh, I think even directly with her father, um, but yeah, she she was placed under the under this conservatorship when she had her famous very public breakdown in 2007, and it, you know that's 13 years ago, and she's she's by all accounts a totally different person, um, and so I guess it just feels like 
an extra slap in the face to just add a conservator rather than so it's like they were so close to changing it and they did change it but they changed it kind of the opposite direction and maybe the mm -hmm. idea is that like with two people it's less likely to be dominated by just just the father's wishes maybe the idea is like it'll be more equal for Brit for Brittany but I don't understand how anything can be better than just freeing her from this contract um of course we don't know the people involved but just from from our view yeah yeah I mean especially at her age I just feel like to have like your father still controlling everything in your life at this yeah. point it's just it's kind of weird you know she's she's grown up she has she's taking care of her own kids yeah that should be honestly enough to show that she's very much capable of you know of controlling things of handling yeah. things yeah her own life yeah so free bit free britney free britney <laughs> this paul let's let's try the, the endorsement thing this podcast endorses freeing britney so uh <laughs> We've done it before. We can do it again. Uh, this is us manifesting. This is manifesting. Everybody manifest. All you manifest along at home with us. Let's just take a moment to manifest. This podcast is brought to you by manifestation. The concept. <laughs> All right. So another thing that came up, and um, this is from BuzzFeed News, um, Chloe Kardashian, again, the Kardashian family, it's like three weeks in a row. Um, they just keep giving us content. So Chloe, <laughs> um, they, they do ads. This is not new. Um, they've been dragged for their ads before, but this is a, a, a new development in this story here. Chloe, um, was, uh, shilling for a migraine medication. Um, so suddenly they're, they're in the pocket of big pharma now, <laughs> just not something people were taken aback by. Um, and I think the general reaction has been um, to consider the ethics of of this, you know, system whereby influencers can take money from brands, um, because this is a is is it's a step over the line where we're now having these people endorse medicine. That's that's different than just um, uh, what else do they endorse? Those flat tummy teas. Those are problematic yeah. too, but like those are very problematic. You know, it goes brain. beyond like you know, yeah, retail. You know, clothing, makeup. Right. Like that's something that they're you know obviously would sponsor. But yeah. yeah, yeah, this is a question of mental health of their fans. Yeah, what do we think? Yeah, well, I mean, they have really, really big platforms, so to go and sponsor you know, medication um, is a, it's, it's problematic, especially if you think about their demographic, like a lot of their, you know, followers, I believe, you know, are a younger audience. Um, and I just, I don't know how that would kind of play out with, you know, other people seeing that and being like, oh, Khloe Kardashian uses it. Yeah. And I like maybe I should use it. Sorry. Because that's like the point of sponsorship, sponsorships or like endorsing things essentially is like because celebrities have this power to influence people to like purchase these things. And so like that's okay for like, you know, makeup, clothing, um, apparel, like even 
the tea. <laughs> like all these things, like, yeah, they ha- they can get people to buy it. And I just think it's weird. Like, it's just weird to get medication because they're not doctors and they don't like understand anything medical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something that people should consult with their doctor. They shouldn't see a Kardashian shilling it and then decide, you know, oh, Chloe uses this. I also have Mm -hmm. migraines. This is great. It should be a conversation with your doctor, just like any major medical, like any any type of medicine you're going to introduce, it's going to be a a consistent thing. Like, um, it's just so strange. And I think she did a full ad campaign because, um, in the Twitter moment that I saw also about this topic, um, like, you know, the cover image thing was, um, like what looked like a glamor shot of Chloe with like, you know, the, the logo on there. It looked like an advertising campaign. It didn't look like just her posing with it. Um, it looked like a proper campaign. Um, Mm -hmm. and without proper, uh, without like, like correct, uh, lawful labeling on her part, you know, like when, you know, at the, those ads on TV that people always make fun of where it's like, you know, side effects include death or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, mm-hmm. it's the law. You have to say that. Um, and you have to say, you know, this consult with your doctor. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if she, if she did, but just generally, I think that's a really dangerous territory if we're starting to have influencers dipping into that type of market. Um, and mm-hmm. if they're not going to be very stringent about following those rules, it can get really dangerous, like straight up just dangerous. Um, yeah, it's a weird, weird development. Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, I guess from my point, because I do watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I will say. Wow. Um, she. She, on the show, she does talk a lot about how she suffers from, like, extreme migraines, and that's what I assume is the reason why she wanted to endorse this, like, medicine, because maybe she does take it, but I do, I do think it wasn't the right way to, like, it wasn't just, I don't think it's her place to be endorsing medicine, because it is something you should be consulting with your doctor, not referring from, you know, celebrities. Yeah, definitely. All right, so to wrap up, we'll just have some quick stories here. Um, Today, my fave, Harry Styles, was announced to be the first ever um, male um, person, just man, um, to cover Vogue's, the American Vogue um, December issue. Very exciting. He looks great. He has, I mean, what's become his signature um style which is very androgynous very like he you know like just wears women's clothes without any um kind of qualifications or qualification to it you know he's just like wearing it um and he looks great and i love him um (laughs) it's just it's a big milestone um also apparently anna winter like personally requested him she she was like we should get harry and you know what i agree with her um what do you think I'm excited about it I mean I saw some um pictures that people posted from his shoe and I love it I love how he just dresses however 
he wants to dress. I really do think it's powerful to have someone of his, you know, status to be dressing in, you know, women's, like women's clothing, you know, especially because, you know, he hasn't talked about his sexuality, nor does he have to. And, you know, to be able to like, just do this on a cover is just so, so good, especially as the first male on American Vogue um, cover. It's just, uh, I love it. We love him. And he looks great. He's doing great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that, um, that cover photo is what he's wearing underneath. He's wearing like a black blazer and like this fabric. The fabric is, the, is a dress. It's a ball gown. Um, mm-hmm. From the, there's other pictures with the full ball gown, but I that is the cover photo is him in a ball gown. I mean, it's not it's cropped, so you can't tell at first glance. But there's that's really powerful, and just like the image of the power, the power that that has. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's very exciting. Um, and congratulations, <laughs> congratulations to Harry, longtime listener Harry Styles. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it is funny. It is funny how he's the first um, um, male person on Vogue's American Vogue's um, cover because he is British. He's not even American. <laughs> he is. That is a fact. <laughs> also, his sister is in the photo shoot too, and I think Aww. that's really cute. Yeah, they've got some great shots together. Um, we love Gemma as well on this podcast. Um, okay. Um, so to follow up with that, um, there were some uh, pictures that surfaced on the Gossip Girl reboot, which I don't know how I feel about that because I feel like a lot of the time reboots just aren't as great as the original and I feel like they should be left alone. But I am excited for them to start this reboot because the pictures look really great because it's not an all-white cast. I think that was something that I really liked because that's not what New York looks like. And I think that that was one of the problems of Gossip Girl was that they were all mostly white main characters. Um, and also what I really liked is that they were younger. Um, they were a younger cast. So I feel like it'll really be because like the cast and like the original Gossip Girl, they looked like a lot older. Um, they looked like they were like 25 um, and they were in high school. So it was just yeah. a bit weird. Um, but I feel like a lot of people might really enjoy this, so I'm excited for that. And I'll probably, I probably will watch it as a Gossip Girl. <laughs> um, I hate watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate watch it. I'm like, I think it'll be great. Maybe I don't know. I don't fit that demographic anymore. When I watched the first Gossip Girl, I was in like, well, I was a freshman in high school, so I'm like. I'm like a senior in college now. I feel like you won't fit for me anymore. Yeah, I'm like old. I'm an old woman. What's the difference, to be honest? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Okay, and then next little thing here. Um, Rupert Grant had a baby. Well, he didn't push it out, but he and his partner, <laughs> Georgia Groom, right? Isn't that her name? She's from, um, she was in the movie for Angus Thong's and Perfect Snogging. Um, so two British child actors, look at them. They had a baby. <laughs> Very exciting. They named her Wednesday. Um, I saw Tom Felton in the comments of Rupert Grint's photo saying, like, another Weasley. And I was like, wow, that is cute. <laughs> that did make me feel things. 
Um, so congratulations to the new parents. Um, I saw an old picture of like the Harry Potter cast, like the young Harry Potter cast when they were kids. And I was like, I looked at Rupert Grant. I was like, wow, that man is a father. And look at him. <laughs> he was once a 12 year old. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, okay. And then in some summer news to close it out, we'll do an in memoriam section for the, the late great beloved Alex Trebek who passed away. Um, I believe the day after the election was called. So he did live to see um, Biden elected. Um, but we also got one happy day and then it got taken away because we lost Alex Trebek. Yes, he was so great. If, if you don't know who Alex Trebek is, he was the host of Jeopardy for years, for a very, very Decades. long time. Yeah. Um, and he was just really great. I mean, we all kind of knew this was coming when he announced that he was suffering from cancer. Um, but it's still just so sad to lose someone who was just so great and who like took things so like, and when he announced it, it would just, it just broke my heart because he just, he was so brave and courageous and continued to be part of Jeopardy because he loved it and enjoyed it. and. You know, we lost someone so important, and it was a sad day. Yeah, it sucks. I think a lot of people feel like it's analogous to losing a family member because he was in our homes for years, mm -hmm. every night. Um, and they're going to be airing. I, I watched the the Jeopardy channel um, came out with. A, they released a video of um, it was the, the I believe the executive producer. Um, standing on the set um, it's you know it's they're, they're not filming right now um, so it's empty and he um, just very matter-of-factly just you know thanked everybody for their support and he said um, you know they have his final episodes that he shot he was shooting up like two weeks ago I think mm -hmm. um, and he said that they'll, they'll air in the order that they were intended to air um, with the last one coming on Christmas Day, which is like, oh, break my heart. Um, yeah, that made me cry. I will tell you that. Um, when I watched that video, I was yeah. like, wow, he's dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was intense. Um, so yeah, yeah, we felt a lot of feelings were, this week. Yeah. Yeah, they said they were going to release those episodes because they said that's what he would have wanted. And that's yeah. made me tear up. He really just loved what he was doing. And yeah. It's sad. No one, like, it, it won't be the same. It'll never be the same. No. Jeopardy. No. I also, um, in a, in a light, lighter note, I, I um, saw a video, it was also on Twitter, um, someone made a compilation of all the times that Alex Trebek said the word genre, and he, because he said it in, like, the, the closer to the French pronunciation, he would go, genre. <laughs> it's <just> a very <laughs> unique way of saying it and so someone just made a compilation of every single time like a, not every time obviously but like many times dozens of times of him just going this genre of what you know book or whatever <laughs> this genre. and it was just like you know his normal speaking voice and then he would just intercut it with like this italicized like genre. <laughs> it, was, it was it was great it was a moment of levity and in a sad a sad time Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast and be sure to follow us on our social media. 
on Twitter, we're Queens Chaotic, and on Instagram, we're Chaotic Queens Pod. Thanks. Bye. Bye.